Welcome back, everybody. More than different podcast. We're back, baby. It's your co-hosts, Colin, Brendan McNamara at the helm. I'm calling in from a new location today. I'm out in well, Rochester, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, yeah, yeah, where it's a little icy, a little snowy, a little fields, a lot more corn than than uh, than the average Joe might see. Um, but Brendan, nevertheless, on a lovely Thursday night in March. 2023 um yeah how's everything going you've had some stuff transpire your season came to an end to a halt here now you're kind of edging into a new aspect new era of i guess college life yeah i guess um, temporarily speaking with no sports a little more time in your hands so uh, talk to me about that a little bit i will yeah it's been it's been a long week. A week ago, last Thursday, we our season came to an end. Lost to Babson in the New Max semis, which was which was tough. It was real tough, of course. You know, you put in so much. It basically starts in September. I got to school August 29th, I believe, or 28th. And I remember that night, a bunch of the guys, a bunch of the seniors, texted all the freshmen like hey come down like that night let's play three on three and so from I think from that day on it was and there was always something with the group you know from every day whether it's a lift we run hills play pickup and then obviously all the practice days other than the the once a week you have an off day but so to go from that to yeah the next day no practice and then ensuing week there's been nothing it, it it's tough. It sucks. You know, you want to keep going. You want to win the league. You want to make the tournament. But uh, you live and you learn and control what you can control at this point. So I'm just trying to move forward. And, yeah, gives a lot more time to allocate to the brand, which I kind of accepted. I had to put aside a bit during the season rather than trying to balance it all. So I'm moving forward, and I'm happy to enter this new phase, like you said. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess I misspoke because your career's not over, but no, season's no, far over. from over, but career's season's career's over. Career's and yeah, first time it feels like I'm a, I guess, normal college student, which is weird, <laughs> but yeah, taking a little time away from hope. And once I get back into it, I'll hit the ground running. But like I said, more time for the brand. And that is what the brand needs attention, time and consistency. So well never hurt anybody no yeah well you put so much time and effort into your season so it's it's always tough to for the season to come to a halt um you know just putting in the work like you said running hills in the fall um there's a lot a lot of pain that's felt when you're when you're going through those tough times especially in the fall especially in the for college basketball season that's long and a, a, a lot tougher than your you know poster child basketball season in high school so it's definitely an adjustment and uh, yeah it is it's definitely an adjustment but but that that preparation in the fall definitely sets you up for a very gratifying experience especially when you start to eclipse some of the goals that you you set in the fall with the team that yeah, you create a bond with that you wouldn't have with anybody else based on the experiences you go through. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say one of the biggest myths, although I understand why people say it because they're going to miss it and you don't want to let it fly by, but people say, or maybe it's because of my first college season, but it's like, oh, the season flies by. It flies by. The season don't fly by. Man. <laughs> Seasons, season do not fly by. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's a, you embrace it. There's uh, ups and downs. It's our, our coach always said, uh, you know, it's, it's basically like four little seasons. You have the, from pre Thanksgiving up to Thanksgiving, you got post Thanksgiving to Christmas break. And then you have your league season. And then you have the, your league tournament. And then if you're lucky enough, you make it to the NCAA tournament. So it's a long journey and uh, you learn a lot of great lessons. And like you just alluded to, I know we're going to elaborate on is yeah, preparation. That's, that's, uh, it's the key. One of my goals was playing every game. It's been a long, I think it's, I didn't, I haven't had a high school season since sophomore year at Arlington high, in which I played in every game. I missed a lot of games. So I played in every game, started in every game, and I can confidently attribute that to you know, taking care of my body and, and doing the right preparation to to be healthy and deal with a long season. So there's some some lessons to be taken from that. But I will say I don't really want to talk too much more about the season. So let's uh let's transition. Yeah, the, season, the season feels long. The season feels long when you're young, and then it feels quick when you're old, and then all of a sudden you don't have one, and then you're then you're like yeah. yeah. I guess, I guess um, you know better than better than me, but oh yeah, definitely light years better. But nevertheless, let's dive into the topic which we just touched on, and and you felt, especially throughout your season, is the feeling of preparation. And I guess first thing that comes to mind is something that a uh, former coach and friend has told me and it's kind of stuck with me pretty hard uh, shout out to david brown here you never have to get ready when you stay ready right and what that means is let me paint the picture for you you are in class you're in you're in school whatever shape or form that may look and you have a big exam coming up on friday and you wait a month straight and you wait all the way to the last night or the last week to study for that. Right. You are, tr you are getting ready in that week, right? You are not staying ready. And basically the preparation that does not prepare you for success. Right. When you go into a test after studying the night before, you are nervous. You have no idea what yeah. to expect. You know, you were the last second prepper and I've had my fair share of exams I've walked into where my palms are sweaty, my heart race, and I'm like, please be the questions that I studied last night, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah. So there's a lot of value in life, not just when you're in school studying that the proper preparation prevents poor performance. I mean, it's the classic line, right? The five P's. Um, I don't know if that's five or six. You have to fact check me on that, but making sure that your preparation is not a last second preparation because you are not yeah. staying ready. You're getting ready essentially. And that in turn 
does not prepare you well for success. No. So timing is everything. Allotting your time and organizing your time. And then, you know, once you start to begin to prepare at the early stages, being able to hold your consistency level will always set you up to be fully prepared for any endeavor that you're crossing, whether it's a presentation to business executives, whether it's preparing for any situation within your basketball season, uh, preparing for school exams, medical school, you know, working in a machine shop. Keep them coming, baby. Uh, keep, keep them coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to touch every angle, right? Yeah, yeah. We get but, the yeah. I get the intent. Yeah. It's. I think preparation is everything. I think that's what I want to touch on. Yeah. For the most part in today. You know, I I like that idea. I think you you briefly mentioned it. Is preparation is it gives you a certain level of peace uh, because I actually just had a midterm yesterday and I, I studied my ass off all weekend. I was looking at it since last week. I've kind of had the dates circled for quite some time now trying to do, I was talking to Maeve cause she's in medical school and this was for like a neuroscience class. So she was helping me out. I'm trying to use all my resources, talking to the teacher, doing what I can. And so when I go into the exam, naturally you get the little performance anxiety, no different than, than sports. But at the same time, I'm saying, and I studied hard for this. And I think my approach and my preparation was good as well. Obviously, preparation can have good and bad preparation. Uh, they're not all, it's, it's like saying, I have habits. That doesn't imply they're good. There's good and bad habits. I digress. I say that to say that I thought my preparation was good. And so as a result, I'm going into the test saying, I'm, I'll be at peace with my result here. I, I trust that it'll be good uh, because I've prepared. But if it's not, I know I did prepare, but I also know, okay, it gives me some feedback to say, all right, I may need to alter my preparation. But when you do prepare, again, you can feel that that calmness, that peace, that confidence. And, and I think that is that's huge when you're in moments that may be anxiety inducing or, or create nervousness. I mean, I just yeah, that's a I'm sure a relatable example for many. And certainly uh sports are as well, different games and whatnot. So yeah, well think about this. Confidence is built off of preparation. Yeah. Simple. Right. And even if you didn't prepare. If you don't think you directly prepared for something, maybe a presentation, you're just going to wing it. You didn't practice it. It's because you've been presenting your whole life, right? That in itself is preparation. That is that in itself is staying ready from all of the times that you've practiced public speaking and you haven't even known it. It's more so of a subconscious action, but the key to success i think is confidence and what's hidden behind that is preparation if i'm trying to sell you on something or i guess i should say if someone's trying to sell me on something you better be really freaking confident in what you're trying to sell me on whether it's yourself to get hired whether it's selling a product to me selling a business yeah you better speak selling an idea. This. 
like you better speak with a certain level of confidence to convince you, right? Like because what you what you're trying to sell, you better believe in that comes with preparation. That comes with knowing each endpoint in and out of you know whatever you're trying to explain here. Or I guess you know I'm 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 binning this into specifically presentations and selling, but it it expands to greater aspects of that. But um, yeah, very ambiguous. I think the name of the game. Confidence the name of the game. The name of the game, dude. That's CMAX staple. We need a trademark for that. Uh, preparation is the name. Preparation is the real name of the preparation, game. consistency. Oh man, we can we can come up with a Sorry, laundry. That's two. That's two so we far. can come up with a laundry list of CMAX names of the game. Uh, oh, just a classic term from coined by you. But I got it. <clears throat> no, I, I love that point. I think when when you're presenting, uh, when you're talking, uh, when you're your your actions and you your, your actions and your words are refined by your instincts. And so when we're preparing, we're constantly refining our instincts. Give an example, another example, and we've alluded to multiple occasions on the pod, is the importance of building a expansive vocabulary, deep vocabulary. And so it starts at stage one, you learn the words, you read the book. I got the book right here on me at all times, verbal advantage. That's neither here nor there. And at first, the stage is, you know, you read it and you think you know the words, but you don't really know how to use them. And trust me, it's a whole lot of trial and error. And then over time, it, as you're talking, when for me now, it's like as I'm talking to you, I'll think in synonyms because I've read this book so many times, you see all the synonyms. So as I'm thinking of, certain word i'll immediately think of another word that is synonymous with that and i'll plug that in and that's all happening super fast because obviously i'm not speaking one word per five seconds like this is flow and then as you're writing when you even have you don't think it's all impulsive and instinctual and again when you're writing you have even more time to think about what you're going to say and so all those words come even even faster it's like the flow state of of operating in your life and again it's all rooted in your preparation and and the work you put into your craft whatever whatever it is it's really a simple thing yeah it's really simple and beautiful so right here are some pointers for preparation i'll give you an example right the american psychological association Right, you know, I don't know too much about the American Psychological <laughs> Association, but, yeah, but they sound you know, they, they, they sound legit. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. So, what they state based on certain studies from uh, psych professors throughout the country is that, and studying, and it doesn't have to pertain strictly to studying, can be when you know when you're trying to improve on a skill or you know trying to retain information. Is humans retain information? better as they as they don't batch together all of their studying in one sitting right spacing out times of study or of practice improves your retention of it like your ability to retain information so like going back to studying for the exam example right studying four hours the night before 
is more inefficient than studying one hour a night for four nights leading up to your exam. You're going to retain more information doing that long-term, especially, right? There's more studies that say it might be beneficial to study four hours a night before the exam, but long-term you'll forget that information as soon as that exam ends, right? The next day you won't remember, but if you periodically study, you know, your mind is trained, your mind is, your mind is trained to take in information, right? The first time, soak it in, forget it, and then retrieve it again, right? Basically, feeding your mind the same information until right it gets bounced in and out in and out to the point where it just sticks and if you do that once right you can imagine that the chances of you retaining that information is slim to none but if you just carve out time right periodically whatever that time span is right over time you'll start to right? Retain that information and it sticks and you can begin to apply that. And that's when you go from being knowledgeable in a subject to becoming an expert. Yeah. When you build those habits of preparing over lengthy periods of time, studying and practicing. Um, and at the end of the day, I was, uh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, what I want when I'm sitting and reflecting myself, I want to be able to sit down and say, you know what? I'm an expert at two to three things. Oh, like yeah. I'm an expert in two to three fields. And, you know, I'd say to say that I am not that, and I'm trying to figure out right, what fields I want to be an expert. In, yeah. Right? right. That's I, the key. It's the key, right? You can be a man of many trades, but you're not going to be really valuable in all of them you want to be specialized in something so you can be a huge asset to yeah, anybody and, that and utilize it right and you want to do it want to know about it yeah and exactly. I, it's a you brought up a good point i remember i always heard from a teacher forget what it was but you don't fully retain information and this is frustrating you read books which i'm a huge proponent of and everyone should should read but you read a book and I'll, you read it and you you look back and you're like, shit, I don't remember that much. Five, yeah, you, you might remember a couple, uh, you might remember just some some general broad takeaways, but you you're if you go back and read it or if you take notes, you'll be like, oh, that's right. And so you, you don't fully retain a book or if it's a storyline or plot, you won't fully know it well enough to like regurgitate it uh until you read it three times so like you just said over and over repetition and like it, it'll fade like you said if you're not consistent that knowledge or uh something you might know is just going to gradually go away but then if you feed it again it'll come back and the more you feed it over time it's yeah it, it's it's stuck in there and it ain't going anywhere yeah, that goes with repetition, right? Just const, just feeding. It goes for your mind in retaining information and basically feeding muscle memory in actions and stories and knowledge that you're feeding your mind. And then also 
you know, physical action where you really need muscle memory and you need repetition and it, and it can't be one night. It needs to be day after day after day of constant, constant, constant repetition so that your body and mind's trained to do this subconsciously, right? So it becomes instinctual. And we talked about that, Brennan. You, want, you need to be prepared for a situation, right? So you spend time practicing to the point where when it, the bright lights are on, there's nothing you have. You don't seen. need to think. You don't need to think. It's instinctual. Yeah. Right. And that's the... that's what all coaches teach you, right? They're gonna say, Hey, we don't want they're gonna say, We don't want you to think out there. We don't want you to think. We just want you to do it. And that's yeah. from coaching, coaching you, coaches coaching you to just repetition. Every day in practice, you do the same, same dull fluff stuff that you don't want to do, but it's all repetition to get you guys thinking. So that when it's time to play, you don't have to think. And, and that carries true in and outside of the sports land. Yeah, that's a great point. And that, that's when you're at your peak, when you're just, you can yeah. lean on your instincts and, and when you can, like I said, refine them. But it also raises a great point is you're not going to be able, you, you can prepare for as many situations as possible on a basketball court and in certain settings. But there'll inevitably be some curveballs. And that's what I was talking about. There's a balance between preparing and, and deliberate preparation, not just you know doing as much. I think that there's the people say work smarter, not harder. I think that goes true with that's preparation. Some it's deliberate preparation rather than just as much as possible. It's figuring out where do I put my time, my energy into proper. But there are, like I said, there's inevitably going to be, you're going to be forced to adapt. And so the one I think I notice is, is people are so reliant on their preparation to, to give them confidence, which is good, feeds you confidence. But if if you then are hit with a, scenario on which you have to adapt you are shocked and potentially i don't know what the word is because i don't know what necessary scenario i'm thinking of but you're shocked and, and you're feel feel ill prepared but i wonder what is the line between being prepared but also just being able to adapt and trust your ability to adapt does that make sense yeah yeah well adaptability and instinction i think is based on preparation but the right preparation right being able to do your research and studying the situations that you're going to come across in what you're preparing for right trying to cover all potential possibilities now that may not be true but you want to cover as much of the important aspects of what you're preparing for whether it's basketball you want to prepare for the defense you might face the you know the, the what the defense gives you potentially the scout report right you want to be able to prepare that way you don't want to you don't want to prepare shooting half court shots 
all summer and then you come into the game and obviously you're not going to be allowed to shoot half court shots you know the completely unrealistic example but being able to say hey you need the you need to prepare and do your research and understanding the situations you're going to be in when the lights are on essentially yeah. right yeah so I, what maybe what i'm saying i guess articulating it better is the importance even more so of the mental preparation the ability to deal with change uncertainty dealing with it mentally more so than it is like trying to prepare for every possible scenario or trying to feel as prepared for every hypothetical situation like how, how is it more do you think it's more important to put that into your mental preparation so that you can face any emotion that may arise in any said scenario you see what i mean some points it's just the intangibles at some point it just gets to the intangibles where you know you just gotta whether you're prepared or not you gotta walk in with a certain level of confidence yeah and that will start to you know consume all other emotions that you might face it's like you need to walk up there even if you haven't prepared anything you need to walk up to the stage walk up into the game like like you're you just spent 10,000 hours getting ready for this you know yeah you need to be able to to some extent you need to be able to fake it till you make it and that's not what we're trying to preach here but um i mean like for example right before you cut me off earlier in the episode <clears throat> dick um it was a kobe quote and he says when a reporter asked him about where he gets his confidence from, right? He says the confidence comes from preparation, right? When the game is on the line, he's not asking himself to do something that he hasn't done a thousand times before. So he knows the situation. He knows the shots that he may get. And now he's preparing himself when the bright lights are on this is what I know I'm going to be able to go to and have the utmost confidence in because I've done it so many times to the point where I can't even think about it. I can't even think about being worried because I've done it to the point where my body hurts. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's almost I'm like, like a, a, a conf, like Kobe said, RIP Kobe preparation leads to confidence. And then I, I, I think that also, like you said, sometimes you just got to have that confidence and, and not the not the fake it till you make it mentality, but just preparation leads to confidence, but confidence also leads to feeling prepared. Like your your confidence can guide you in any situation and, and, and give your, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think it goes both ways. I don't think always, but that more so in situations where you're forced to adapt you get you, you can't always lean on you you're gonna be faced with something that oh i wasn't prepared for matter of fact today i had a presentation just didn't go to all too well i uh, kind of misread the assignment and on the spot i was professor asked oh what about that part which just didn't do and uh yeah, I improvised on the spot. It wasn't great, but point is, you're going to be put in spots where 
you're forced to adapt and improvise and uh you got to be able to got to be able to do it because life is all uncertainty we can prepare as much as we want for different things but it's all kinds yeah. of uncertainty yeah i mean you just want i think in the broad scheme of things you want to try and put yourself in as many uncomfortable situations as possible to get yeah. you prepared for as many unpredictable situations as possible well that's now, me that's me i guess you know what i'd say is that you don't get great preparation without great consistency right in your preparation and you don't build great instincts without great preparation in most cases and it could be subconscious preparation it could be preparation that you've built out throughout life that wasn't necessarily tailored to one specific end goal um i mean i'd say your instincts have grown because you've been a very social person your whole life and you've never hesitated to put yourself in front of crowds and i think that's built you up to become confident a very great person yeah, yeah prepared and so and so when someone asks you a question you need to use your instincts and you may not be the right answer you can be confident in what you're going to say because you've spoken to large crowds before you're like you know what people listen to what i say so even if i may yeah. not be an expert in this field i'm going to say something that i just, i believe in and whether it's right or wrong you guys are going to listen right and so you're confident to say how what you're thinking or share your knowledge. And if it is wrong, you're also confident that if it's wrong or you get some feedback and you have to deal with a setback, you'll also, you have the confidence to handle that and the preparation to handle setbacks because you deal with those and, and how you respond to them. Yeah, proof is proof is in the progress. Proof is in the preparation. Yeah, you don't build progress without preparing. I, I mean, I think it's something I've gravely struggled in. I think I think I've I think I've for a lot of the time during school I had been a last second studier, you know, maybe because poor time management. And I think you I think you get pinned as right. You definitely become a grinder when you do whatever it takes to prepare yourself, whether it's the best or the worst way. Um, but building the great habits to not, it's working, it's working smarter, not harder. And you work harder when, and not in the smartest way, when you're up studying till four in the morning and your exams at nine, you know what I mean? You want to study. And I keep putting this studying because everyone's learned. You're always learning. You're continuing to learn outside of school. There's always room yeah. for growth, always room to improve, right? We're some of the most advanced um living beings on this planet right we are very very smart people and we need to leverage that as much as possible so uh yeah failure to prepare is preparing to fail everyone's heard it before and uh, you know it's not cliche i'll say we've heard, we've heard it before cliche. but let's hear it one more time failing to prepare is preparing to fail failing to prepare is preparing to fail here to hear folks we will be back we're gonna we're gonna keep preparing for these. Keep coming at you with these. We still got some hoodies left. These shirts are the comfiest. This is the comfiest t-shirt I own. Comfiest shirt I've ever worn. On the website, authentic not perfect. Get them in. We'll see y'all next week. Appreciate all our listeners as always. MTD the moon. Let's go. Okay. <laughs>